Hello everyone. Welcome to the Startup and Career Show. This is the podcast where we discuss about the professional journeys of distinguished leaders across the spectrum, including authors, startup founders, corporate leaders who share their real life experiences. So today we have with us a Padma Shri awardee, a film journalist and a critic and an author, all rolled up into one, Ms. Bhavna Somaya. A very warm welcome, Bhavna. Glad to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Rishabh, for inviting me. I'm happy to be chatting with you and your listeners. Great. So, ladies and gentlemen, Bauna is going to share insights on her illustrious journey and her latest book, Letters to Self, where she translated our beloved Prime Minister Narendra Modi's book of poetry from Gujarati to English. So, Bauna, to begin with, what made you come up with the translation of Prime Minister Modi's book? Please, if you can share your thoughts on this. Uh, I have always said that I don't plan my books, they just happen to me. And what happened in, uh, I think, 2020 or a little before that, when the COVID set in, I had just finished uh, with the translation of my earlier book of Modi, uh, which was uh, from Sakshi Bhav, his book in Gujarati. I translated it as Letters to Mother. And this got released in 2020 by HarperCollins. So what happened is uh, the COVID was still on. We were not yet into the social circuit. And I did not want to get into a depression. So I was one day cleaning my bookshelf and I found Prime Minister's another book called Aankha Dhaniyache. Means these eyes are privileged. So I decided that uh, since I've already got my teeth into his writing. Why don't I translate another book? And so I did the second book, which is Letters to Self. This was written by the Prime Minister or rather published uh, in 2007. So I have actually uh, translated it more than a decade later. And it's a compilation of things he has put together over the years. So when they decided to publish, they realized that there were less poems. So the publisher asked him to look for all his poems anywhere. And he started searching his trunks, his books, his folders, you know, wherever, because he's an avid writer and a reader. So he would have stuffed a page here, a page there, with a flower petal here and a flower petal there. And he asked himself if it still touches his heart. Because you may write something, but it must touch you even after a long time for you to want to publish it. And uh, that is what I have uh, published as Letters to Self. I wanted to make it into a kind of a sequel, you know, after Letters to Mother, I wanted to do Letters to Self. And the Letters to Mother is addressed to the mother goddess, not to his biological mother as everybody believes it. And Fingerprint was uh, kind enough to pick up the book and uh, now we are in the stores, we are on the mail, people who want to buy the book can order it on Amazon or wherever. Wow, that, that's absolutely uh, brilliant, Bhavna, because uh, you know, the way you, the way you narrated, right? Because creating and compilation of all these poems, that itself is a Herculean task. But you know, that, that uh, uh, takes me to another pointed question. If you can talk about the poems that have been featured in this book 
and more importantly how did you feel while translating them because you know if you see the way an actor does right the actor goes into a character while reading a script so i'm sure you would have also gone deep to understand these poems it's not just about translating from gujarati to english right so if you can just talk about that experience that you had one uh, i would say that it's not a literal translation it is a trans creation because you cannot put literal thoughts it will not ring the right bell to um, it is a male voice and a female gaze is translating it so i was very clear that i did not want to lose my femininity but i wanted to retain his male alpha you know so how would i do that is by retaining his thought and his emotion but sculpting it in only in my language so mr modi is uh, using very rich vocabulary in gujarati and i have not studied gujarati in school or college i am convent educated and my uh, language is english the only gujarati i hear is in the house that is spoken and all the siblings were always convent educated so even while we were speaking in gujarati it was always moving on to english but uh, so the challenges were many but i decided to take it on in the first book where he talks to the mother goddess it is a diary that is written in 1986 with dates and that was the translation this time there are no dates they are random poems on random topics but even though there are no dates if you are somebody who's following the political career you can make out from where it is emerging the thought you know you have to dive deeply into it to understand it he to me comes across as somebody who is a keen observer um somebody who is constantly reflecting and churning within he has observations on nature the mountains the sea the meadows the flowers the birds he talks to the birds and the trees uh, the sun and the moon are recurrent motifs in his poetry you know it's almost like they are peeping into his notebook when he's writing them so in that sense he's quite uh, romantic and visual he talks about his personal friends he also talks about the country he talks about the society he talks about humanity he talks about the downtrodden he talks about the tradition he talks about a garba he talks about the kite he talks about the narmada he talks about the kargil he talks about vande mataram and he talks about being a proud hindu so his spectrum is really wide and what did i go through i just was thinking ki ye aadmi ka dimag shanti nahi hota hai har cheez mein uska manthan chalta rehta hai to mujhko uh, i'm feeling protective towards him 
and wanting him to relax his mind. But I don't need to worry about that because he does ample meditation. He does ample uh, yoga. So I think this is his personality. It's not that he's intense only about his feelings. He's intense about his work. He's intense about uh, his mission for the country. Like there is a line in the book which says, don't judge me. Judge me by my work. I would be working on the book all day and then uh, in the night I would watch uh, the TV lying on my bed on the bedroom and see him from one corner to another moving, making a speech here, making a speech there. And maybe he's a combination of both because it's like somebody asking me, Oh ma'am, we saw you dancing yesterday. So are you a dancer? Are you a writer? I'm both. I'm a family person also. I am somebody who fires people also. So I'm a lot of things. So are you. And so is everybody. Wow, that's, that's awesome, Bhavna. But you know, you actually brought a different perspective uh, to RPM as well, right? Because you have, uh, because when somebody actually goes through the poems and the intensity that this person would have written, right? So, so I'm sure you've traveled the whole length of his uh, career, so to speak, right? Because it's a journey over these many years. It's not just one after he became a PM, he started writing nothing of that. So I think uh, that is awesome. Uh, fact, I don't think these are poems after he became the PM. These are all in his RSS time or in his uh, Gujarat CM time. After okay. he's become a PM, according to me, I don't see any reflection. Okay. Interesting. So, Bhavna, uh, any any of the poems that took your breath away, uh, you know, while, while working on this, or any, any specific lesson uh, that you've learned, uh, you know, covering the whole journey? I think what I learned is, um, you see, what happens is people have talent, limited talent sometimes. But they don't uh, exploit it because they want to be very good in everything. From the PM, what I've learned is that he is not bothered about getting his work published. That is not his intention. In fact, he's not written it because he wants to be published. He's written it for self-expression. Number two, he's writing on whatever he wants. And he is saying that I am not a professional writer. I enjoy the company of literatures. I enjoy the company of books. So my writing is unpolished. He says it. It is unsculpted. And he is unembarrassed about it. And he also says that Kachi keri ka jo swad hota hai, wo pakke mango mein nahi aata. It leaves a tingling taste in the mouth because he's not perfecting his sentences. So I learned that you have to just be yourself and do what you want to do without worrying about the consequences. And he also says that don't judge me or don't judge my writing or my poems by my position or by my post. These are my feelings. So what I also like is that he could so easily have said, 
now I'm in this position and I don't want somebody to publish it. He's not putting any barriers on anybody. This is all in the public domain. Jisko jo language mein translate karke chhapna hai, wo chhap rahe hai. To ek bada dil chahiye iske liye. Absolutely, Bhavna. No doubt, no doubt. But, and uh, uh, I liked a lot of his poems. I liked the rhythm. He has a beat. There is a beat to it. And I was very, very clear that I would not miss that beat in the transcreation. I didn't want to be lost in the translation. I wanted to be discovered in the translation. Wow. Wow. This is awesome. <laughs> so, Bhavna, uh, this is your second book, right, uh, on Narendra Modi. So, what was the difference uh, when you wrote uh, Letters to Mother and now Letters to Self? Can you share, uh, you know, the broad, broad uh, experiences? I think I suffered uh, far more labor pangs for letters to mother because probably I was doing it uh, for the first time. Whereas letters to uh, self, they say the second delivery is always easy because the mother knows how to deliver the baby. So it was very easy. So in fact, uh, my niece uh, who is um, a political reader and a follower, she's into active politics by interest. So I was telling her, uh, I don't know if my second book is as good as the first. And she said, you know, Masi, your second book is even better. Because maybe I was so comfortable with it or maybe for whatever reasons. So I think for me, the second baby was easy, less demanding, um, just a smooth flow. Wow. True, true. So, Bhavna, uh, moving on, uh, can you talk about your four decades of journey, right? I mean, uh, it's just very difficult to complete this journey in a, in a form of a podcast, right? But at least if you can share some glimpse of it. Uh, so, how did you start over these many years, your first break, some of the inspirational, uh, you know, stories that you have gone through it? You know, uh, I never set out with an ambition to be a journalist or a writer. I had no desire. I had no desire to even be a working woman because I'm the youngest in the family. So I felt that if I start working, I'll make some mistakes. Somebody will fire me, pull me up. I don't want to get into it. I was quite laid back. But as they say, if things have to happen for you, they just fall into your lap. I used to write for the college magazine. And one day, one of the girls in the college told me that uh, there is a man in my building, he wants to bring out a magazine and he saw your article and he's asked you to meet him. The guy was in the next building of my college. So that was not very difficult. I went to meet him. And he said he was bringing out a film magazine and I didn't have any his little small garage with a broken table, he said, we are closing the idea. I said, okay. Patani, there was an ad in the paper at that time saying that wanted college girls with a flair for writing to come for a live interview. My parents were abroad at that time. So I just took the chance for some adventure and went. I was in first year of college. I went for the interview. Uh, they asked me uh, to write down a few questions I would ask, ask my favorite film actor. So I wrote down the questions. Then they told me, you go and write the answers for this. So I went to the next room and wrote the answers. So he said, uh, by the way, that garage guy was offering me 100 rupees for the job. 
so at that time my thought was ki what will i do with so much money then uh, this guy who uh, did my interview in the hotel taj hotel uh, in the ballroom he said okay you are on the job we'll pay you 500 rupees now i got very scared because i said do mahine mein mere ko 100 se 500 rupaye ka salary mil rahi hai i'm still in college and i said uh, what is this job about and he said it's a film journalist i was very superior i said i don't want to be a film journalist and i came home they must have registered my number and everything landline hote the us waqt by this time my parents had come back they started calling me and uh, my mother got very suspicious and she said what is this guy who is this man ringing you up so i told her that this man is offering me a job and paying me 500 rupees so my mother said i am your mother i don't see any talent in you and this stranger is offering you 500 rupees he is a pakka con man so um, she said tell him no so i told him my mother said i can't do the job so they asked me to ask my mother what are the problems so my mother said you will not interview these deadly villains you will not go out of the town you will not go for a party you will not be out of the house when it is dark so i told them all these things and they said we are in delhi you are in bombay you do your college and you do what you can and we'll pay you so that's how it started one thing led to another one magazine led to another i became a chief reporter then in another one i became a special correspondent then i became an assistant editor then i became a joint editor then i became an editor the point is uh, at every stage i thought i was going to leave in a few months time or in a years time but it never happened because i feel that show business is a one way street you can have the best recommendation but doors will not open for you but if you come here and you are good you can try what you want you will not be able to get out there will always be a barricade that is stopping you so i did not plan it i just thought i was having fun for 4 months and it's become 40 plus years and every opportunity that came to me uh, even though i was scared i just embraced it for example when editorship was first offered to me i was 100% confident that i'm not fit for the job but i said ke kar lete dekha jayega they will come to know in 3 months that i'm not a good editor they'll sack me so i took it up and i continued to be an editor hindu paper for the first time called me up and asked me to do a column and i said how can i assure you that every week i'll give you 1500 words which is interesting read but i'll try i continued and i became a columnist similarly um amitabh bachchan was not talking to the media for 15 years so from the time i was a cup reporter to the time or 18 years by the time i became an editor he was still not talking to the media and he made up with the media in 1992 so after that it was he was a forbidden fruit for so long that we were all doing excessive interviews with him and he was also enjoying it to wo bhi hamare sath bahut इंटरव्यूज करते थे तो एक दिन माय सेक्रेटरी सेड दैट मैम देयर इज टू मच मटेरियल ऑन बच्चन आई एम जस्ट पुटिंग इट टुगेदर एंड गिविंग यू अ फ्लॉपी एंड देन आई लुक्ड एट इट एंड आई सेड के आई कैन रीवर्क ऑन इट एंड मेक इट इनटू अ काइंड ऑफ अ स्कल्प्टेड फुल लेंथ फीचर नॉट अ बुक मैंने ऐसा नहीं सोचा था देन माय पब्लिशर ऑफ द मैगजीन सेड दैट मेक अ डमी आउट ऑफ इट एंड यूज द पिक्चर्स फ्रॉम अ फाइल्स एंड देन सी हाउ इट लुक्स एंड वी रियलाइज दैट इट बिकेम अ बुक so once i 
published the first debut book on Mr. Bachchan in 1999, so either there are authors, these authors don't do anything else except writing books. But I was always a working journalist and I wrote a book a year. So 1999, I did the Bachchan, the legend. Then in 2000, I wrote the diary of my own career. How a middle-class girl who is in college um, comes into show business, how this new world, which has no connection with her life, has operative influences on her. Everything that was a taboo at my home, I was seeing it in excess around me here. So I wrote about my experiences. I wrote it so that I will grow old, but young girls who are coming into the field, who are also middle-class and, and naive like me, should know that they are not the only ones who are feeling unconfident that somebody else who's made it today has also felt unconfident, scared, uh, mixed emotions at different times of her career. Uske baad, uh, I took my best interviews from uh, late 70s, 80s, 90s, and published it as uh, Take 25, because by that time in 2001 or something, I had completed 25 years. So I called this book, Take 25. Uske I think by the time I had joined a screen uh, and um, they asked me because they knew about, uh, I think there was one more book at that time I did, which were features called Cinema Images and Issues, where I'm talking about all the issues that are being taken up, which was actually uh, more of a compilation of my editorials. Uh, after that, uh, Screen asked me to do a book on 100 years of cinema. So that was called the story so far. And uh, I'm just trying to uh, you know, recount the books in order. So I got somebody to give, send me, um, yeah. So 99 was Amitabh Bachchan, The Legend, which was a biography, but in the form of a question answer, which nobody had done it so far, only I did it at that time. 2000 were my experiences as a film scribe was called Salam Bollywood. Then 2002, I did take 25, which was the best interviews of 25 years. Then 2003 was the screen book called The Story So Far. Then in 2004, I did cinema images and issues where I was talking about the editorials and the things I took up. Uh, 2007, or rather five was fragmented frames, uh, which were essays on cinema. Then in 2007, I came out with a biography on Hema Malini. So Hema Malini and I were not exactly friends in our early days. Uh, in fact, we were always on a war path, but she liked an editorial of mine on her dance ballet. So she called me and she asked me to do a book on her as a dancer. And I said, I don't want to do a book on just the dancer. I'm interested in the actress and the woman. So if you're open to that, then I will do a book on you. So 2007 was uh, Hema Malani's uh, book. At that time, um, there was no social media as yet. 
So uh, the exposure that the book gets is also a different kind. You know, it's very interesting that how different phases when the book comes out, the book has a different exposure. It's because of the digital media now that things are becoming far, far easier. In 2008, um, I did my first translation of uh, a Gujarati author who had written about Lord Krishna and his relationship with his women. So this book was called Krishna, the God who lived as a man. This book continues to be the most favorite of all the readers. It was a bestseller, but for reasons very personal, the book had to be discontinued because the author had some complications and I just did not want to fight it because I take it as the will of Lord Krishna. In 2009, legend which I had done in uh, Bachchan's legend in 1999, to, on all his films, I had a trivia story, but it could not go into the book because all the publishers have a certain limitation of the book. So in 2009, I pitched this idea to um, these guys who do the uh, auctions, Oceans. And he used all the Bachchan posters from 1969, Saath Hindustani to the last year in 2009. So it was a poster book with all the credits of the film and little trivia and a quote on the actor. So this is a book which is a beautifully produced coffee table book, very expensive, 3,500. But even then, I think uh, they managed uh, good sales. Um, in 2011, I did my third book on Bachchan. And at that time, everybody was asking me, why three books on Bachchan? So I said, why not? And I said that when Satyajit Ray does a trilogy on Apu, Nobody asks him, why are you doing a trilogy? So why are you asking me if I am doing three books on Bachchan? I'm extremely proud of my book, Abhitab Lexicon, because it is by far the most difficult book any writer can do. And even if I want to write this book again, I will not be able to write it because, you know, I'm older now. Amitabh Lexicon, Lexicon is a dictionary. I have taken all the words from the Oxford Dictionary, almost all the words. And every word is associated with a prop that Bachchan has used in his film. And then given the name of the film and describe the scene of the film. For example, I will just give you one, one alphabet explanation. A, arrow, film, Tufan. And then I described the scene where he uses the air. Now, example alphabet B. B, bottle. Film, sharabi. And then I give the scene where he uses the bottle. C, chain. Film, zanjeer. I talk about the scene where the chain is coming to him in, as a nightmare, as a recurrent nightmare. So, I'm just giving you one word of the alphabet, but in a wor word, there are many words. 
in an alphabet. So it was a very difficult book and I'm very, very proud of it. And I don't think anybody will do it again. And I don't think even I can do it again. And in fact, the publisher was not very happy to publish it. He said, Kaun samjhega, kaun I said, Tum to karo. In 2012, I wanted to do a story, a book on the women in cinema. Post-partition to now. So I went to two young girls, researchers, and asked them to help me because I thought I'll need a lot of help. But I like the girls so much that I told them that don't come in as a researcher. Let's do the book together as three authors. And so uh, Jigna Kothari, Supriya Madangiri, and I together we worked on this book called Mother Maiden Mistress. Because in films, either the mother is the mother, or the heroine is the mistress, you know, courtesan, or other woman is the So we all three lived in different places. So we would meet at a common place at my sister's home. She would serve us nashta, chai, and we would be talking about cinema, she would join in. And whenever we would try to uh, put our stories together and think of movie songs, we would also sing the songs and enjoy ourselves. So Mother Maiden Mistress has great memories for us. You know, even lexicon. Sometimes I could not remember a word, say from a certain thing. So I would remember a word, but I could not associate it with a prop in his film or remember the name of his film or remember the song of a film. So I would ring up one of all my friends who are Bachchan fans. So it was a long phone call because they would all start singing the song. Yeah, they will say, where line You know, he is, he's an icon and his language is a dictionary by itself. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So I'm just completing this so that we can get on to the other thing. Uh, I did another book called Talking Cinema, which came out in 2013. Then in 2017, I did Once Upon a Time in India, which was again about cinema, you know, in the olden days. Then in 2019, I did Chalo Cinema. It was a Gujarati book. Gujarati mein aai thi, matlab thi cinema par hi. And uh, 2020, I did Letters to Mother, which I just told you where he talks to the mother goddess. And between letters to mother and letters to self, in 2021 in COVID time, I did one more cinema book called On Camera, Off Camera. So 2019 uh, books in uh, 2009 to 22 is how many years? 19, 20, 21, 22, 13 years. So, and in 13 years, you've written 19 <laughs> books. And this is in spite of you being not a full-time author, you continue doing other things as well, right? As a film I'm journalist. I am Radio FM. I'm a podcaster. I'm a dancer. Wow. A big salute, Bhavna. 
awesome thank you it was, it was so inspiring listening to you while you were you were just describing your whole journey you know it, it was amazing amazing but bona uh, you know specifically if i were to ask you uh, you know about about the books that have been uh, that you've written right uh, something which are i mean how do you choose that which is your favorite book or a memorable book right because what all you spoke right about different books you spoke with so much passion but what i wanted to know is uh, now that you wrote three books on amitabh bachchan and two with modi so can we expect a third one on modi now as a trilogy i don't mind but i don't have any book of his in the bookshelf so i don't know how which books he has written i don't know see i've done two books on lord krishna beech mein ek keshava reh gaya i don't know usne kuch gadbad ki jo usne bheja hai so i think in 2016 i did keshava a magnificent obsession because after that krishna book went out of my life i was feeling a vacuum and i wanted krishna back so uh, this is a beautiful book where i am talking about the eight wonders in the universe that don't have uh, that are not human beings but that has life and are associated with lord krishna for example the peacock feather the basuri the conch the kamdhenu the tulsi plant the kadam ka ped the people ka ped uh, kamal ka phool so there are eight wonders and from the entire universe there is a flower there is a plant there is a animal there is a bird uh, and there is a tree and all of them tell their story and they also tell the story that why krishna loves them the most oh interesting so there are two books on lord krishna two books on narendra modi and three books on bachchan so i think i should do one more book on modi and one more book on krishna eager eager for that bhavna and you know looking at your average right i mean you're completing more than a book in one year so i think maybe by 24 you could you could have those two books published as well sure <laughs> awesome so bhavna moving on uh, you know since uh, you've been in this industry entertainment industry for all this while if you can share some of the perspective on this industry how it has changed how it has grown over these years you know if you can just share two two bits on that everything has to change and change is not negative technology changes trends change people change and uh, icons change our own perspectives change our ideologies change its circumstances that determine morality and uh, perhaps uh, even ideology so um people who are outside the fraternity have very fixed notions about the film fraternity people they still view them as somebody who are not educated who are having a very lavish lifestyle but that's not true they are as normal and simple as we are and they work extremely hard i work extremely hard 
you know people think they are getting things on a platter nobody gets it on a platter if you work hard you will bear the fruits but you don't want to work hard and you think ke jo sabko mil raha hai wo mujhe mil jaye aise nahi hone wala hai in a day in spite of being work from home your whole day is blocked the minute i disconnect your interview i have to watch a film and then immediately i have to review it i have to shoot it i have to record it i have to put the text it's very very demanding so i think one we should stop judging the film fraternity and um, i think our cinema is really special in terms of the culture in terms of the music in terms of our stories yes we are with time absorbing from the west the trends and the technologies which is fine but we should not lose the soul true absolutely and in fact the film industry is a soft power globally as well right it it gets portrayed big time so bauna uh, moving on uh, you were bestowed Uh, the honor of a padma shri in 2017 by a president uh, dr pranab mukherjee you know anything you would like to say about uh, that very moment you know how how did you experience that and and how was the feeling you know that uh, rashtrapati bhavan is a very awesome place it is so grand and beautiful that uh, the experience of being there and the way you are tutored about how you will sit how you will stand how you will bow there is a rehearsal and the entire exercise is to save time because the president is standing on the stage so the awardees should move so smoothly to not waste time and bang into each other because the entire ministry is sitting there watching us uh, so that moment is uh, precious also because my family was with me and later on there was a group picture taken with all of us including the prime minister and in between there was a tea break where all the awardees are drinking tea and suddenly the prime minister walks in the middle aisle to just greet us so everybody is happy to see him i have good memories especially because uh, padma shri was not something that i ever hankered for i thought it was something that happened to other people it was something that you read in the newspapers it was not something that came home in the form of a medal to me or a certificate to my house truly 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 humbling uh, bana uh, to say this no doubt on that but uh, bana uh, you know from outside your journey seems to be so wonderful you've won many awards padma shri but i'm sure uh, you know you would have also faced so many challenges and all you know if you can just share some light on that that how did you overcome them because you also uh, said in the beginning that you also came up from a middle class family right and this was a completely different world for you so the challenges that you faced and how did you overcome up maybe two two lines on that the challenges have always been there in every decade and different kinds the biggest challenges of self that when you are getting an opportunity will you be able to rise to the opportunity or will you fall down i think uh, my parents gave me the strength that you have to accept the challenges and even if you fail it's all right my mother said it's all right to fail 
and my father always said that everyone who participates in the race does not win somebody wins and somebody loses and the loser is also a learner so i think that i was not over ambitious about winning i was just uh, like the arjuna i just concentrated on doing my job and doing it to the best of my ability um earlier the challenge was to prove yourself the challenge was to get noticed the challenge was to be acknowledged the challenge was to be applauded now the challenge is to sustain the challenge is to um retain your own standards the challenge is to never compromise the challenge is to never fall into a trap of temptation the challenge is to have the confidence to continue to be the person you are and to continue to write the way you did even if other people do it differently wow this is awesome uh, bhavna but before you leave maybe a one last question now uh, you know specific advice that you want to give to to the listeners uh, especially the young audiences you know uh, basis your journey all these years i am not so um, uh, big that i can give gyan to anybody but all i will tell uh, the youngsters who are listening is that don't waste even a single minute of your life because everything comes back love money peace the only thing that never comes back is time so use your time productively use your time constructively just hanging around in coffee shops and chatting away with friends if you are doing it as a release for yourself and just to kind of rewind and unwind is fine but don't not disrespect your time you have to get up in the morning and have an agenda of what you're going to do that day every day in the morning when i have my cup of tea in my diary i physically write down not like the youngsters in the head or on their mobile phones my diary page is divided into phone write follow up and do phone kis kis ko phone karna hai even if it means calling up my laundry or my aunt who is unwell or an actor with whom i am pursuing an interview write is a mail write is a column write is a chapter of a book and write is also sending people your bio data and your photograph and all that but it has to be there on that diary page and when you sit on the computer you look into the diary that have you accomplished what you have done today follow up is anything that is loose ends you have to have five six things that i need to follow up even if my tailor has not delivered the kapda that he has taken <coughs> and do is all my appointments wherever i have to go so i like to be everywhere on time rather before time because don't forget i have done three books on mr bachchan and he is on the dot you cannot be late by a minute once i had thought that mai aaram se uh, last mein saree pehnungi kyunki unke kapde to ekdam istri tight hote hain and we were in a hotel and his man friday knocked on my door and said that he's already down 
जो टाइम दिया था उसके आधे घंटे पहले ही वॉज ऑलरेडी डाउन आई बिकेम सो नर्वस बिकॉज आई हैड टू हड़बड़ी में गेट रेडी उसके बाद मैंने गांठ बांध ली कि उनके साथ इफ ही सेज फोर ओ क्लॉक यू शुड बी रेडी एंड इन हिज प्रमाइज एट थ्री थर्टी बिकॉज इवन इफ इज गिवन यू एन अपॉइंटमेंट एट होम सपोज एट फोर ओ क्लॉक एंड एट फोर ओ क्लॉक यू आर गेटिंग आउट ऑफ योर कार हिज मैन विल मैसेज यू एट फाइव मिनट्स टू फोर दैट आई यू इन द लॉबी यू कैनॉट टेक अ रिस्क एंड बॉम्बे ट्रैफिक टू नॉट questions. Uh, I wish you all the best for your podcast show, and I also give you all my blessings. May you prosper in life. Thank you, thank you, Bhavna. Means a lot. Signing bye. off. Bye. Right. Bye.